0: Yo, 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 what's going on? I'm back, back with it. Um, This is your honor, gracious, humble host of the Black Cool Podcast, Leaf Buck, we back at it. Um, um I just wanted to have a conversation today about uh, the 2020 midterms and they're coming up. So it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be somewhat of a short show, but it'll be filled with a lot of information. So today we're going to discuss the midterms. Um, and I just wanted to bring up, you know, how they're going to use celebrities and how they used you know, other stuff last year to kind of like influence people um get your booty to the polls we giving our free fish sandwiches and we giving our free cornbread and collard greens and all these type of things um but um Like I said, last year, they was using a lot of backhanded, shady tactics to get people to vote. And I had a problem with it because people didn't have a problem with it because it was just, oh, we all united against Trump. Now that I'm looking at it, Trump wasn't that bad. He just didn't have a veil on to hide his supremacy. But as we sit here, um, <clears throat> so as I was saying, what people do is they try to use tactics. So they'll use black celebrities against us because they feel like black celebrities have influence. They are, uh, they use black celebrities because they feel like they have a big influence over us as a black community. And my thing about it is, we cannot let them do that this year. We cannot allow them to do that this year and we won't allow them to do that this year. The reason being is because we're on a different path now. We're on the path of of wokeness and I'm not talking about the wokeness that other people talk about. I'm not speaking of Uh, wokeness as far uh, I'm not speaking of wokeness as they pertain as it pertains to black people so (laughs) when they say wokeness and a lot of um, Democrats are saying it now as well as Republicans they're talking about black people and I'm talking about their own people and see what white supremacy does. It plays both sides of the fence. Um, so that's what they've been doing. They play both sides of the argument, both sides of the fence. So what they do is. Oh. I'll, um, I'll help you out, you know, with, 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 with your words, but then I'm in the background, give you slapping you and stabbing you in the back. That's what they do. That's what they have been doing. They've been doing that for years. They've always done it. They act like they're on your side, but they really not. And that's what, that's how white supremacy is powerful because you can never pinpoint exactly which side they're going to take at what time. Like, let's not sit up here and act like those Democrats last year were on our side. They rolled our wave. They rolled our wave to become and be where they are today. Because it was just a whole line, man. You know, the government is you know, they got our backs. These Democrats, they got our backs. Y'all got to vote Democrat if y'all want policy change. But every policy change does not benefit black people. As I've stated in earlier episodes recently, they have a whole thing where they're trying to give illegal immigrants 450,000 because these people were separated from their children. My problem with that is, and everybody's problem should be, they they have no basis to give these people this money. They don't have, they don't give anything to black Americans. Everything is afforded to immigrants and these immigrants, excuse me, these immigrants come over here and they say, oh, we fought, you, you didn't fight for anything. Because the thing about it is, And one thing I'll agree with Dr. Umar, and I'm going to talk about him in a minute, when he said that they won't give people that already live here, they won't give them people that already live here, the business loans, of course they'll give it to an immigrant because when the immigrant starts acting up, they can ship his behind out of here. They can't ship us nowhere. they they can't control us if we have an ounce of power and i've stated before black people have all the power and are are the only ones that are scared to use said power we have the power why are we so scared to use our power to to stop the tyranny we are complicit in our oppression and i've always said that it's like a woman that thinks she can change a man or a man that thinks he can change a woman that's just a dirty lying cheating dog and that's man or female i mean that yeah man or female you are complicit in your oppression the first thing you say well oh man i can't let that sex go if y'all connect everything to sex you are already under control i'm not going to dive too deep into that i'll speak on that later at a later date, maybe tomorrow, I'll talk about those type of dynamics. But we're complicit in our oppression. We keep saying we want equality. Equality is a phantom word. It does not exist. I don't want equality. I could care less about if you respect me or not. Just give me my check. And that's the thing. We're fight. We need to fight. No, it's not about fighting for respect. We're fighting for a check. I don't care how much you don't respect me As long as you hand me my check You don't have to respect me But you're not going to disrespect me That's my mold and thinking Is I don't care if you respect me or not Give me my check And we can roll So that That's the biggest problem that I see And that my biggest fear is that black people is going to fall back into this whole thing of we need them. We do not need them. We don't need these people. We don't need these people. We don't need them. They are not our people. They're not our people. They're not people of us. They're not of us. These people are dirty and treacherous. We keep wanting respect and keep wanting validation from these people because they run everything. Negroes and I'll keep saying this, they are scared to hold power in their hands. We have all the power in our hands and we don't use it for reasons unbeknownst to me because we have everything. We don't need nothing. We have power. We don't need nothing but power. We get the power, we get our check. You could care or not care about them respecting you. As long as they don't disrespect you, that's a form of respect. If you don't disrespect me, I don't care if you don't respect me, but you're not going to disrespect me in public. And I think our people more so are now scared of what's going on. We have a lot of people that will tell you, no, 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 you got to do things this way. You got to do things not. We have to start doing things that benefit us. That's where we need to be, is in a place where everything that we do benefits us. It doesn't need to benefit the white supremacists, because that's what it does. You vote for them, is benefiting them. They tell you, oh, you're, you can't say nothing because you don't vote. No, I can say something. I'm holding off my vote so I can get something better. If you want something better for your money, what do you do? You hold off and you find something that you feel is better for your money. That's what you do. You hold off and you have something better for your money. That's what we do. But we don't do that when it comes to politics. See, the thing about it is we don't understand politics. And like a brother said, listen. Y'all got off easy. Like I said, I'll even take a trillion dollars that y'all can, that y'all can give to every black person and that's spread across and it doesn't even have to be that type of, I don't want them to put like a whole, how should I say, I don't, I don't even want them to put like a, a price tag on it. Cause it's not, cause it's, it, it, it's priceless. What I would like is just this is what we're going to say right now. This how is this how this going to go. Y'all give every black person in America. That's not a millionaire. I, millionaires are not included in this because they don't have a, a, a hand and a foot in this. They're not fighting for it. And I'm talking about these celebrities. We don't give them no money. They are exempt from it because they are not fighting for it. They shouldn't. They don't deserve it. So we separate them, the rich, everybody, because I don't care how you slice it, you can have a you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year and you're still not considered, you're still, you're still considered lower middle class. And, and, and I'm going to explain to you how that goes. Upper middle class is people that is making a quarter million dollars to 500 to 600 thousand dollars a year. That's your upper middle class. We're lower middle class if you ain't make, because they already put these parameters on things. If you don't make $175,000 a year, you're lower middle class. If you make one hundred and seventy five dollars and up, you're upper middle class. They all deserve a piece of the pie too because they're barely just, just getting by as well. With mortgage, car notes, everything. My thing is if you ain't a millionaire and you're a black person, you get a million dollars. That would be a starting point for me. Every black person that's not a millionaire, every black person that's uh, lower middle class and and, and low and, and, and low class or poverty stricken gets a million dollars. That's how we can start. Everybody gets a certain percentage of land, that's resources they give our farmers. Their money that they sued the federal government for, they give them our money. I mean, they get their money. I'm sorry about that because I'm not a farmer. We're not farmers, but they get the, the farmers get their money. We can grow, cultivate our own lands. And like I said, if we get it started, it's no telling what we could do. Every black person that's not a millionaire. Or even I don't even care if the upper middle class gets a million dollars because they deserve it as well. Every black person that's not a millionaire gets a million dollars. This is my basis of starting off. I'm not putting no price tag on it. Because if we if we want to be truthful, I'm letting them off easy. Because of what they did to the Freedmen Bank, Congress had a Freedmen Bank set up for Black Americans that just had got released from slavery. In a in a hundred years, no, I think not even a hundred years. I think it was about maybe, uh, about by nineteen, by not nineteen. Well, 1871, 18, I think it was a a time between 1865 and uh, 1875 that they had amassed $3 million. And then it went, it eventually shot up to $57 million by the end of the, by the end of the 1800s. So by the end of the 19th century, it was, Um, it was, you know, about $57 million and I don't know how much $57 million equates to now, but if they had that much money from 1865 to 1890 something, that was 30 years. Can you imagine in 1963, what that would have been? Can you imagine? in? 2020 what that would have been see we don't understand every step of the way when something goes our way they find a way to stop it whether it's Tulsa Oklahoma Rosewood all those black massacres when we have our own land we cultivate things and build our own stuff they find a way to come and stop it or they find a way to come and burn it down and all this stuff starts over white women Emmett Till started over a white woman it's it's different things where they said um, the white woman got caught messing with the black man and she said he raped her and that's why they took and killed 3,000 people and burned that land down and they won't even give them of reparation payments for that people still suffering from that because it was a lot of money lost So people don't understand when I say that white supremacy plays a hand between poverty and crime. They don't understand that because the thing about it is, and Martin Luther King said this, he said, you released the slaves in 1863, but you gave them nothing to, to, we was just released. So we had to use our skills and build things That they eventually took. And then it was the slave catchers. Which eventually turned into the police. So it's a big whole. Ball of white supremacy. And my thing about it is America. Never acknowledges its part that it played. In slavery. In the enslavement of black Americans. The freedmen. They don't don't take their part. They don't take what they did into consideration of everything that's going on. And that's why they're repeating it. It's not as uh, outward in your face as it was back in those days, but it's still here. People are still suffering. So when you have people that are still suffering from the after effects of slavery... Which we are, and people don't understand because it was supposed to be money there for our people. So back to what Dr. King said, Dr. King said, when you when you don't have anything for these people to cling on, and everything that they do get, you destroyed, but you give European immigrants or Asian immigrants, when they come over here, they're able to cultivate and build. Every major city has a Chinatown, a Korean town, little Italy, little Haiti. All these people have these places. How does the Asians have a Chinatown in every major city? LA, New York, Philly. It might got one in Chicago. How do they have these things, but we don't have anything? They have Korean towns in certain parts of the city. Koreans have a whole strip. And I was saying this a couple of weeks, a couple months ago when I was saying they, all these smoke shops is popping up. And guess what? None of them is owned by black people. And I'm not there to tell people what you should and shouldn't be doing. But everything that they put in our neighborhood is destructive towards us. Liquor stores, delis, smoke shops. Everything that they put in our neighborhood is destructive towards us. It's all all the vices that we suffer from. And listen, I don't tell people because I'm not in a moral position to tell you what you should or shouldn't do with your body. Um, what you should and so, you know, that's that's your decision to make, not my decision to make. I don't make those decisions when it comes to uh, your body. But what I do know is everything that they put in our neighborhoods is destructive towards us. So and, and and people don't understand these type of things. It's very destructive towards us. <clears throat> Nothing they do benefits us. Get off the floor. It's on the couch. Nothing they do benefits us. Nothing that they do helps us. Chinese stores on every corner, they serve greasy fried food. Um, you you know the Arabs is all popping up with the halal food. We don't have no we have very little black stores in our neighborhood. Some stores is pretty good. Um, it's a couple stores that I know that that, that are pretty good, but it's not enough of them. We need to have our own strips, and integration did that to us. We had our own stores. We had our own sports stores, we had our own hardware stores. Once we integrated, they destroyed all of that. And that's why Martin Luther King said, you can't give European immigrants and other immigrants that come over here and other white people had 400 year head starts on us. They don't benefit from, yes they do. Every company that was built, the biggest one, one of the biggest ones was Wall Street they benefited from slavery so well, excuse me we have a lot we have a lot of work to do, and I don't believe that we're done, but like I said, it starts with these midterms. And i also want to talk about you know the politicians use these black celebrities because they believe like i said earlier that they have an influence which they don't have an influence these celebrities don't give a damn about us they are connected from re they are disconnected from reality they're black elites that's what they you know the boulay and all that other stuff those people and i realize the talented 10th they don't want us up there these politicians, because if it was that, if, if they really wanted us to have businesses and and, and and have things, they would do this stuff. They just voted for another black mayor in Atlanta. They got everybody, uh, Jeezy, they got T.I. And the main basis of what they voted him for, because this black woman said she was going to try to shut strip clubs down, and that's like one of the biggest money makers in Atlanta. Atlanta supposed to be Wakanda on the West and... and when I say that I mean the Western Hemisphere that's the Wakanda of America and blah 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 why do y'all still have such high poverty rates why do y'all still have such high homeless rates because I'm trying to tell you those rich black folks are told do not help these poor niggas out I'm telling you that and I don't care about these charities and all that stuff is a tax write-off. What I'm talking about is in your neighborhood, if you see that there's abandoned buildings and you sit in this neighborhood every single day and you are a rich man and if you feel like you are rich and you got everything going and you got this and you got that, why are you not fixing these abandoned buildings up to make the neighborhood look good? But these niggas being in their neighborhoods every day don't do anything for it and one of the brothers man and i want to say you know um i don't know he's not muslim so it's not much that i can say but may his soul rest easy It's young Dolph. he did a lot man coming back giving turkeys and helping out the, the people, buying up property, fixing up buildings for his children and putting his child's name on it. He actually did what a lot of these rappers should do. So he did a lot of good things. He was one of those dudes that was like an everyday hood bull. Like He wasn't like a real, real celebrity because a lot of people didn't know who he was. Like he wasn't like a big time rapper. He was like an underground dude, but he did a lot of he did a lot of good for the com- his community in Memphis. But Memphis has one of the highest poverty rates in the country, and I don't understand how we can have these cities that have uh that have these football teams. They have these basketball teams. They have these college teams that bring in billions and upon billions of dollars a year. But these cities that they're in are still poverty stricken. But you have a team in your city that is worth a billion dollars. Like that makes no sense to me. And I'm not saying all these teams are worth a billion dollars, but I'm saying the revenue that they drive in is enough that it could, that they could say, all right, we're going to start Trying to help these inner cities But they don't do any of this New York and Los Angeles Have some of the highest homeless rates Philly has a lot of the Some of the highest homeless rates I don't I'm not too sure in Chicago But I know those three major cities That I know Have some of the highest homeless rates And I don't understand how If you got billion dollar teams here Like this revenue, the city can say, all right, well, start taxing them. All right, well, every year y'all got to give money back to the inner city, build up these playgrounds, build up these after school programs. You have to help the people that support you. But they don't do any of this. And it's, I'm not saying they have to, but I'm saying it's very crazy how Los Angeles got $2 billion teams. They got a billion-dollar stadium. But they have the highest homeless rate. Hey. Turn it down. I don't understand that. They got the highest homeless rates. And these cities got billion-dollar stadiums. It makes no sense, man. And and I'm not saying, I'm just pointing out the disparity between the money that is distributed to who it needs to be distributed to. And that's why they have billion-dollar stadiums. That's why the inner city looks the way it do. They give the cops billions of dollars a year, but don't put no money back into the city. And then you wonder why oh, the crime is high Yeah, because the city is poor. Philly is in the top five of the of the biggest poorest cities in the in the country. So you know, man, and, and, and it gets deeper, and that's why I said these celebrities ain't worth a damn. Like I said back with in Atlanta, they have a high homeless rate. These niggas was worrying about these strip clubs closing, but they not worrying about the people on the streets. Everybody gonna be on the streets, uh. You know, if 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 they close these clubs, that that woman cannot close those clubs. You people are fools. The black celebrities are fools. They don't know a damn thing about politics, but these politicians seem to go to them and try to get them to vote. And then what this dude did said was, "I'm going to put 500 more so- uh, foot uh, race soldiers on the street," and he—that's what he did. That's exactly what he did. He took and and, and said what he was gonna do. No speaking, no 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 words of reparations or trying to get reparations for Georgia. But that's what they do, man. And I'm not mad at him because that's that's quid cold pro. That's that's quid cold pro of what they're supposed to do. They just follow the recipe. The people, the white supremacists, give them the recipe. They gotta follow it, or your pockets won't get greased no more. They won't be full no more. But like I said, man, I just want to talk to my people. The midterms is coming up. Make these Democrats suffer. Sit on your vote. Make these Democrats suffer. So, man, I'm about to get out of here, man. I'll holler at y'all later. It was a good talk, but everything is good. So let's get this thing cracking. Like I said, next year is very pivotal. Going into the new year is very pivotal. All right, I'm out. love y'all. My brothers, my sisters, my family. Be safe. Peace.